Welcome to the Fine Arts and God. I'm Dr. Rodi Walksha. Today I want to continue now to speak about the subject of revival, how to understand it when it comes, how to keep and protect it, and how to promote it so it can spread. You know, the revival is it's a fire. And you know, when the fire starts, it doesn't start, it starts with a spark. And in this case, <coughs> revival starts with a spark. And that spark has to be, we have to breathe upon the spark. You know, when they, when they learn to, to create fire, to start fire, they have the sticks and the, the peat moss or whatever, and they rub this wood together and creates heat and they get little sparks in, in the, 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 the peat moss or whatever, whatever material that they're using and it is some, some little bit, little bit, the heat creates that, this, those sparks so they glow and they blow it and then a little flame and then they have to take grass, dry grass and then make it bigger and bigger and finally you can have wood catch fire. See this is the process of revival and I was speaking about last time I was quoting from Acts chapter 2, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters who prophesy. And what I said was that fire, revival starts with the young people, and it does. And I said in Joel it states a little differently. Yes, it does. In Joel it states before the young man comes the old man. So, but basically it's the same thing. The Holy Spirit speaking the same thing. The Holy Spirit is speaking both times, you know. He's, but the revival of, that starts among the young people, that is so true. And it's because they are the most sensitive. They are like the peat moss, if you will. While the old folks, they might be the dry grass or they might be the wood, the dry wood. <laughs> and some, they are wet wood. They'll, those are the last ones to catch on fire. But in the beginning, the, the, this... This uh, movement of the sticks, this prayer, this seeking of God, and, and, and as we go creating that heat, that friction that creates the heat, so that it be little sparks of when the youth start receiving God. We have to nurture that, we have to take care of that, and then it will spread. The children, sometimes I've seen some revival starts with little bitty children, and then it spreads. That's what happened in France, you know. This is what I was told by a French evangelist. That the Huguenots, that the, the Holy Spirit will come over children in the crib and they will stand up and they prophesy in perfect French. <laughs> they will stand up by the Spirit in the crib and prophesy in perfect French. And because of the religious persecution from the Catholic Church, the Huguenots, the Huguenots, they had to flee for their lives. Now, see, in every revival there'd be, there'd be persecution. If, if there's no persecution, and the persecution many times come from the brethren. Well-meaning brethren, they don't understand. Like I said last time, Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If we can wisen up to the strategies of the enemy, if we can wisen up to what, recognize what God is doing, and, and try to put aside what we don't understand. Don't fight these things. When you saw people want to serve God, when people want to go to church, and they want, they want to, young people want to give their hearts to the Lord, they want to pray a lot, and they, 
they, they, they get interested in reading the Bible, there's something right. There's only God that can bring that. So, the, it's through the power of the Spirit. We cannot talk about revival without talking about the Spirit. Because it's the Holy Spirit. God says, in the last days I will pour out my Spirit. And when the Spirit comes, like I said, <clears throat> it comes at first like a spark. It glows a little bit, the peat moss, and then the dry grass. And then the dry fragmented wood and then the dry wood and last this the the wet wood the religious crowd this the religious establishment they are the ones to be affected and when the whole church is on fire what happens society is affected the nation is affected the judgment against the nation is removed because the people have turned to god like that scripture that I quoted in a few, program, a few programs back when I start talking about how God is showing me and He's pouring out His Spirit in the United States of America. That America today, 2013, in the fall of 2013, is standing on the threshold, on the threshold to a visitation of God's Spirit. An outpouring of an outpouring of God's spirit. They're standing on the threshold of revival to an outpouring, a great outpouring of God's spirit upon this land. Everything looks like conflict, conflict, conflict. The government are fussing. You hear every day scandals in the government, and you hear this. And the economy is shaky, and people are losing their jobs. They're losing their health care. All these problems. The, the, the Christian values are being taken away and the ungodly crowd is taking territory more and more those that are against god those the antichrist crowd those are they're against the holy spirit they're taking territory but god says in this darkness i will raise up a light i will send revival said the lord and it'll come because my people like we quoted second chronicles 714 if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray step one and two and seek my face seeking his presence and turn from the wicked ways repentance there has to be repentance hallelujah so there can be restoration because the next one says then i will uh, uh, it says uh, uh, and turn from the wicked ways then will i hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin. I will heal the land. First God hears. Because now there's true repentance. And he forgives. And he restores. America will come back. Hallelujah. Stronger than ever. As God, God's people turn to him. The best days of America are not behind it. The best days of America are in front of her. Hallelujah. Praise God. This nation shall be saved. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God can transform this nation and use it once again to be a beacon of light for the rest of the world. As long as we go along and support the nation of Israel, the Lord will support and help the United States. But it's not enough. We also have to serve the Lord. The church has to come back to God. So the church can then affect the rest of society. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
So the revival starts in the church. And it's 1 Peter 4.17. The time has come. The judgment must start at the house of God. And then we had the scripture we quoted from Acts 2, 17, 18, and also from Joel 2, 32. Now, the new scripture I want to add to this, actually I want to add two more scriptures, is Ephesians 5, 18, and also Luke 4, 18, and 19. Luke 4, 18, and 19, it says, the Jesus says, he says these words, he's saying these words, he's speaking these words, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel or the good news to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, who set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That's the year of revival, the acceptable year of the Lord, the year, hallelujah, of jubilee. Jesus is our jubilee. And that's what for the Jews, when all the debts were canceled, hallelujah, every debt had to be canceled. And everything was forgiven. There was a fresh start, if you will. And that was revivalist. When we repent, as America repents, hallelujah, as Sweden repents, as Europe repents, God will give that nation, that individual, if you will, that family, that church, that city, a fresh start, a jubilee. And that's why Jesus came. See how the anointing affected the people. The anointing that Jesus had received from the Father was not for himself. It was for the people. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. What is the gospel to the poor? It is you don't have to be poor anymore. You don't have to starve anymore. I preach this in the poorest of nations. I preach you don't have to be poor anymore. God, through Jesus, is your jubilee. The Lord will bless you. He will deliver you from poverty and lack and death. But you have to turn to Him with all your heart. And then you have to hearken to the spiritual principles. And you know, if we are in debt, and other people are in debt to us, it's very important that when God forgives our debts, that we also forget, forgive the debts of those that are in debt to us. Let me put it this way, it might not be money, it might be something else. God forgives you your sin, now your brother has sinned against you, he's stolen from you, he's slandered you, he, he has gossiped about you, they could be family members, they could be uh, church members, they could be co-workers, they could be uh, anybody that you know that has put a shadow over your character and your integrity and now you're suffering from it. What does God says? You have to forgive him. Not only forgive him, you have to bless him. And you have to not only bless him, you have to pray for them. This, my friend, will set you free. 
This will free up your spirit and now you will be able to receive the blessings of God. God will bless you mightily. Why? Because you are free because you have set your brothers free. You have pardoned your brother. You know what the Bible says? That we have been called to be kings and priests unto the Lord in Revelations. A king, he has power to pardon. And you have power to pardon. And as you pardon your brother or your sister, anybody who has offended you and done you wrong, you are pardoned. Look at Stephen as he was stoned. What did he say? Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. He pardoned his, the people that were killing him. They were slandering first and now they want to murder him. What is he doing? He could get mad and start rebuking them. No, he's forgiven them. Look at Jesus. He is our example on the cross. Lord, forgive them. He's asking the Father to forgive those that put him there on the cross. So when you are crucified by so-called friends and so-called brethren, you forgive, you bless, and you pray for them. Paul experienced this firsthand. The brethren turned against him. They tried to steal the churches from him. They tried to destroy his name. They were lying about him. They were putting him in all kinds of peril. What did he do? What did he do? He forgave them and kept on going. He kept on going by the power of God. At one point they stoned him and left him for dead. The Jews did. They stoned him. They thought he was a heretic. And left him for dead. What did God do? He raised him up from the dead. What did Paul do? He go back into this. He, he wanted to go back into the city and preach again. But he was hindered by his disciples. That's the kind of boldness that we need. That's the kind of boldness that the church needs today. Instead of being so afraid of not being politically correct, offend anybody. We need to stand up what, what God says. Love men, yes, love people. But don't hold back. Be bold in the Lord and the power of His might. God wants us to have boldness to proclaim this word. To proclaim this gospel. And that boldness comes from the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 28, 1 says that righteous are bold as a lion. You know, Jesus is the lion of Judah. And the righteous is the one that has received the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. And we can speak with boldness. Hallelujah. We can speak the word of God with boldness. We can proclaim that God loves the sinner. God loves the people abound in sickness and disease. God loves the world. He so loved the world. He gave His only begotten Son. He loves the poor. He loves all nations, all peoples. He is a God of love. And this is a time of jubilee to be set free. Because the blood of Jesus will set you free. The Bible says in Colossians 1.20 that He made peace through the blood of His cross. And it says in Revelations 12.12, 12, 12.11 12, rather, it says, 
and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. We need that spirit of boldness to come back to the church. Hallelujah. And with that boldness, the spirit of God will be released and many will be saved and many will be healed and the Lord will be glorified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thought it would be the last program, but I feel I have to do at least one more. <laughs> but right now, I want to say until next time, and God richly bless you, is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.